You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you does that have to do with your Instagram handle and leaderboard? Yes. Name? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so. so let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. Tell us about that. I go by the Sealy athlete and I came up with that when I thought I was going to be doing triathlons, but then I learned I don't like to swim. Oh, okay. So took that out of the equation, but, um, Sealy athlete has stuck and I never was really into sports until I got into running. So a celiac and an athlete. And it works. So. It's it's good and it's very memorable too. I like yeah. I've always like some people just kind of stand out. Number one because of the conversations you have, but number two because you remember their names. And I've always remembered yes. your your name. So I think that that's a really good one. It's more than just your output. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 283. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. How was your Halloween? Uh, pretty uneventful. Yourself? Oh, you know, the same. <laughs> Besides you scaring the crap out of our poor dog. <laughs> okay, listen. It was just a little tiny automated spider, you know, and I didn't... Little? I mean... It was not little. You bought, <laughs> she bought one of those things at Home Depot. It wasn't Home Depot, but one of those Spirit like. Spirit Halloween. There we go. <laughs> and it was like this motion activated spider. <laughs> and so when the people would come to the door, it would jump out at you and like make a noise. And as you can tell, it's the height of hilarity to her. And I was like, and you bought it in like, I, don't know, I guess June. I did and, and I was like. You can't just, I'm like, the Amazon people are going to stop delivering things to us if you give them a heart attack every time they approach okay, the door. Okay, well, when the one guy screamed, I turned off and the spider. Once she realized it could affect her Amazon deliveries, <laughs> it got real, right? She's just like, well, hang on a second. I thought Tom was just a big pussy. I didn't think people would genuinely be scared by it. I wasn't trying to scare it anyone. It jumps out at you. But I mean... It, it makes it, a whole noise before right. it starts to jump. Like it's 
And so it's not like it's a quick thing. Like it's like it revs up like it, it announces itself that it's happening. I just I don't get scared that easily. So I just I don't know. I can't. So really, come I Halloween, you turn it back on <laughs> and it scared the crap out of our poor dog. And she would just <laughs> she would just go and run and jump in your lap every time somebody came to the door, which is not her general M.O. And, and then I'm also like, what do you run into her for? <laughs> She's the one that bought the damn spider. Because I'm a good comforter. That's wow. That's why. You're like one of those firefighters who's secretly an arsonist. <gasps> like you're burning down buildings so you can be the hero by putting out the fire. You oh my bought God. A, Are you jealous? You Tom? bought a spider to scare the dog. And I then you're not. like, I'll save you, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... She loves me. What can I say? Yeah, she wouldn't love you if she saw the receipt for the spider. She knows who brought out the box of your purse. home. Well, but the when the box came home, it wasn't scary. It was just a box. <laughs> She's all okay now. Yes, because Halloween's over and the spider's gone. Oh, this is such a funny thing that was happening. Everybody was doing everybody this. was doing the spirit Halloween meme costume. So we we made some with the help of. <laughs> graphic designer because we don't have those skills no we do not but uh i surprised you with these you, you did know. so people that are watching on youtube can see these or maybe you saw them in our group where we shared them on your instagram so but you we had a crystal costume <laughs> and it includes headphones a microphone a giant smile an inordinate amount of patience for a spouse <laughs> and a giggle which everyone said should have been a squee <laughs> <laughs> And then for me, because Lord <laughs> knows everyone's a girl like you. me, it includes headphones, microphone, chicken tenders, a graphic tee, and of course, dick jokes. Uh, my favorite is Peloton equipment not needed. Right. Yours says Peloton equipment not included. Mine says Peloton equipment not needed for what I think are obvious reasons. Yeah. So um, that was just our little fun with the holiday. So what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? And we've got a fun interview coming up with Karen Brady, also known as KJ. Okay. Um, we have the earnings call recap. We have to talk about a little Kanye resurgence, uh, the new boarding system that Peloton New York put into place and Peloton London already has in place. Peloton and Dick's. <laughs> and then Peloton This is more people commenting on Kanye <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a bunch of things going on That we need to update you about There is also Dr. Jen She's visiting And we are going to talk about Navigating menopause and perimenopause we Good, have, I've been wondering how I'm, I'm sure, yeah <laughs> Yeah, you're going to need some help <laughs> And we also have a ton of updates From all the instructors I am super excited to talk about Tobias And then MetPro, Angelo drops by and we talk about losing weight while remaining fueled enough to train hard. And so lots of celebrity updates, all kinds of things. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find <laughs> us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave a review. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. You can also... If you're so inclined, join our Patreon, uh, where you can get these episodes ad-free. You can get them early when they're available to us early. We push them out early. We also finally started our 
clip out Patreon group for mm-hmm. just Patreon members to to comment on things. So that's fun. And you can do that at the clipout.com slash Patreon. You can also watch these episodes at youtube.com slash the clipout. And finally, oh, yeah, our newsletter. I knew there was one more thing. I was like, I know that there's one more, but I don't remember. Okay. We've got a newsletter you can sign up for at our website, theclipout.com. And I know we throw a lot of links at you and stuff during an episode. And if you're trying to figure out where to find them, you will get them sent to you on Sunday mornings more often than not. You've been good for a long time. I've been good for a while. And so glad you took that over. They just show up uh, in your inbox. Easy peasy. So uh, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? Yes, let's. Peloton in the news. So the earnings call just ended. So this portion of the show was recorded after everything else you'll you'll hear. Mm-hmm. So if we ended up accidentally repeating ourselves or saying something that no longer makes any sense, blame it on the earnings call or me not paying attention because that's my brand. <laughs> yeah. So um, the reports came out today. And basically everything for Q2 was down. So because of that, the market's like, plunged 19% right away before the markets even opened. It seems to me that none of this is like super new information that came out of the earnings report. Yes, the guidance was slightly adjusted, but nothing was that terrible. Yeah. Um at least that that was my impression looking at the overview of the numbers. So the sales are going to be lower than what was expected in Q2. And it's also down about 37% from a year earlier. And let's see here. The first fiscal quarter revenue declined 23% to 6. I'm sorry, 616.5 million, which was less than the average Wall Street estimate of 645. I'm sorry, 641 million. So it was 16 616.5 million and the average estimate had been 641 million. Okay. So it's less than the estimate and it had declined 23%. But the revenues from subscriptions climbed 36%, but the hardware fell 60%. So the adjusted loss before interest was 33.4 million. So it seems like the increase subscription revenue comes from the price increase. Well, That's not what I just said, but it is, I think, the answer because it says while subscription revenue increased, overall app subscriptions declined and fell 11% from the fourth quarter of last year to 875,000. So it just seems if app subscriptions are down and hardware sales are down, but subscription revenue is up, that just seems like price increase. Yeah. Connected fitness subscription is up, though, 19%. But and the members overall grew 6% on an annualized basis but fell 3% just from last quarter. So it's a lot of mixed signals. But, it is, yeah. But I do think that that means that, okay, subscription went up overall, but I think that's, like you said, because of the pricing. And I think overall you're seeing connected fitness go up, and then I think you're seeing some subscriptions go down. So the goal is still to get to break even for free cash flow by the second half of fiscal 2023. That will be June of 2023. And he kind of says the main point, he being Barry, when we reach our goal, investors can stop talking about financial viability of the business and focus on the growth. And, and I think his point there is Peloton has said, we do not want to grow 
until we have financial stability. So first we focus on getting the cash flow under control. Right in the then ship. Then we grow. Yeah. And so they're being purposeful about that. And and that was reiterated today in the call. Yeah, I mean he said point blank, we are not focused on growth right now. Like we're focused on on fixing things. And which I mean, I guess ultimately, while it might be frustrating for investors, it ultimately makes sense because if you're if you haven't fixed things, but you start growing, that's that you're just going to have more problems. Yeah, you're you're going to have more problems. Yes, there'll be more money coming in, but you're going to end up right back in the situation as soon as you contract. Exactly. So some interesting things that occurred. One, they went straight to questions again. I always find that fascinating when they do that (laughs) because, you know, John used to do a whole spiel before we got into that. Also, they talked a lot about the rental model, fitness as a service. And there, you know, Barry went on to say that there are a lot of unanswered questions about the long-term benefit to the company. But... The interesting thing was 175 signups a day on average are coming in through fitness as a service. And they're attracting a whole new demo they've never been able to reach with Peloton. So they're expanding their TAM. I would have liked more information on what that demo is. Younger. It's got to be younger. I do. Because he's he has said something to that effect before. I don't remember exactly what the quote was because it was last quarter, but something to the effect of that they're getting younger people is coming in. And And that's good because, you know, if if anything we've seen with with brand loyalty, if you get them young, they stick with you. I mean, I've told the story before, but like when I was a freshman in college, Gillette gave us razors with our fraternity's letters on it. And I use Gillette razors to this day. You do. And so just because that's my habit, not because I'm still like, yay, but it, it's just it created a habit. And that's what I do. I, I buy Gillette. So I do think that's also smart long term. It won't maybe not benefit Barry, but it might benefit the guy three berries from now. Well, he also said an interesting statistic. 30% of new subscribers are coming from fitness as a service. I find that absolutely fascinating. Yes, totally. They're expecting to see this payback occur in about 12 to 18 months. A huge, huge, huge piece of this that was very low key, delivered very low key. Yeah. They're completely relaunching the digital app in January. New year, new app. Yeah. Um, and it's all going to be a tiered app. What have I been saying? (laughs) I have been saying this for so long. So he is saying that they are going to have this new tiered subscription rate and that premium is going to look very different than it does right now. Uh, So don't know what that looks like yet. Yeah. But I'm very, very curious to see it. And he is also saying that it's going to gain access to users of competitive products by doing this. So I think... If I'm understanding this correctly, by relaunching their digital app strategy, they're going they expect that they are going to attract more users of the competition because it's going to be cheaper at that entry point is my take on that. So if you're a person who uses Nordic track. okay, the of physical equipment. Yes. okay, yes, that's what he said. Yeah. And so the way I heard it was not only was that the plan, but that was the goal like oh, yeah yeah i mean he's, i mean he said they're gonna lean into it so that makes me think their marketing campaign is going to have some component of like you know peloton it's not just for pelotons anymore and i think so because he said yeah. they have not marketed it the best right um and they've I, never marketed that actually is what he said and, and they've and never and they certainly have never like just doubled down on 
get the app. We don't care what hardware you use. And so I think that that will be a, a very interesting shift to watch. I agree. But again, we said this a while back when Barry came in, right? We said that like Netflix doesn't care if you're watching on a Samsung or a Panasonic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's the mentality that, that you're going to see play out with Peloton. Well, and he also said, hey, if you want us to get to 100 million users, this is what we got to do. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. So then they talked a little bit about the guide, how it's doing. And they said that they really haven't figured out the best way to market it Mm -hmm. and that the brand awareness of the guide is very low. They haven't really leaned into it. So I think there's a lot of potential for that to get better. And then they talked about the rower and this was... I mean, I thought this was funny because I've been saying this for a while too, that the demand is going to outpace the units they have to sell. In other words, if you don't already have your order in, be prepared to wait yeah. because they are already outpacing and demand. It's ho- been very critically well received. And hopefully they're delivering them in the order they were ordered. They better freaking be. Because I, I have to live with her. So, yeah. <laughs> Barry, day one, I deserve my rower. I deserve <laughs> my rower. The instant it was up. Instant. You have to be one of the first like half a percent of people that bought. Yeah, because I wasn't the one going, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, they rolled out the rowers to all of the showrooms yesterday. So if you have a showroom, you should now have a rower. And he expects that that demand is going to continue to grow as the exposure to the row continues to grow. And I totally think that because everybody that's tried it, with the exception of what I heard last week from the regatta, everybody that's tried it loves it. It's amazing. So they talked about higher churn but it's like kind of like not important because you kind of have to ignore the fitness as a service they said the growth was not very ambitious that long term they want it to be higher but they did it on purpose to keep it they want it to be limited because they want to focus on the viability the financial viability of the company first so that's going to be a whole thing they're still not doing a full year guidance but they said that they do expect to see seasonality like they do every year Mm -hmm. And the other thing, they they had a fire drill right about this time, yeah. like a literal like fire literal. drill. Yeah, that's not a metaphor. <laughs> I know, but I was like, somebody's going to write about that, about yeah. how there was a fire drill in the middle of the gall and make a joke. OK, so then they talked about uh, dicks and Amazon and what that looks like. I thought this was fascinating because, one, Amazon is performing way better than their expectations. I also thought it was interesting that they said Amazon buys. That's the what product. I was about to say yeah. yeah so they went into they went into they don't know what's going to happen with dicks yet because like it just happened yeah but they have dicks very are unpredictable right you never know what you're going <laughs> to get until you see it yeah. um but uh the expectations are very high they said that when they talked about the third party amazon and and dick sporting goods they said that there are two different models so amazon buys the bikes up front And then they resell them, which means Peloton gets to recognize the revenue for the bike when Amazon buys them. It's a wholesale model, but But, not the subscription. Yes, not the subscription. So you're seeing a lag time on subscriptions until Amazon sells them. But Dick's Sporting Goods does not work that way. They send the order to Peloton directly and then Peloton fulfills it in the same way that they typically would. And they also explained that there's like marketing in there that they have to do for Amazon in particular. But that's not under the marketing like financial line that actually comes out as a reduction to revenue instead of in the marketing line, just because of the way they have it all sorted out in their financials. So I thought that was fascinating too. 
So let's see. They talked about the timing of the cash flow and the profit and loss and that that's going to take time. They're hoping by the end of the year they see something, but you got to realize that seeing those cost of goods get better or get, seeing the gross margin improve is going to be the longer than the cash improving and that the storage costs will improve as inventory lowers. Well, that makes sense. You don't have anything left to store. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that there was a question about like how Barry organizes things. He said that there is no piece of the business that has not been reorganized. He also talked about the changes that they had made led to some people leaving and they are currently searching for a new head of marketing. And in the interest room everyone reports to him in marketing Mm -hmm. yeah he talked about how fitness as a service and cpo is very complicated and then somebody talked about the uh, profile of churn and he was like i don't focus on that that's all jen carter and if it's not broken i'm not focusing on it and there is absolutely nothing broken about it so that was a huge props to jen carter he said he does focus on personalization we will talk about this later in the show about tests that occurring Mm -hmm. tests are occurring due to personalization but there are more in progress and he believes there is not anything wrong with engagement but that doing more personalization will continue to lead to more engagement which will continue to lead to more people buying peloton yeah and then somebody asked about like are we going to have more in-person classes uh, more in-person abilities and he basically said nope we're going to do that with a digital app which again is what i've been saying for a long time so for those of you still hoping for other studios i don't think that's going to happen it's just an expense i think at this point that isn't needed yeah he said that uh, doing it with the digital app would be much better than a rev share with commercial business and they would also have to pay much higher music licensing fees yeah and so doing it this way allows them to keep the costs lower that makes perfect sense it and does. they said they'd spent a fair amount of time thinking about this so it's not like there's not discussion around it which is good there should be discussion For sure. like it. it's not just dismissed out of hand like they they've had the same thoughts and it doesn't make sense Yeah. And they talked about liquidated inventory and that it's been people were saying, oh, well, it should get better by the end of the year because you're liquidating all the inventory. And he was like, yeah, but we had all those supplier settlements because we changed our our order levels. So that kind of netted those two things out. He also went on to say, again, restructuring is done. No more heads to be taken out. But then Liz popped in and said, yeah, but don't forget, we're still working through the retail showrooms and those showroom leases are not so easy to just like snap your fingers and get out because you have to wait for them to end. Right. So that will be an ongoing piece through the end of the fiscal year. Which was a great clarification because we've been asking that because this is not the first time Barry said restructuring is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, he, I think he called it the go forward team. He did. And I hate business speak. I know. But um, well, he also said 500 heads were removed. Yeah, like, totally. Don't, yeah. Uh, yuck. <laughs> mm. But especially on the heels of the Dicks announcement. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, we've been asking this question for a while amongst ourselves, right? Like, yeah. because he said this before, what's this mean for retail? Does this mean retail is safe? And it does not mean that. No, it does not. That's still happening. He also talked about purchasing intent is up everywhere except for in Germany. There was a slight hit and he doesn't really know why. This was in regards to specifically the campaign, the advertising campaign that came out in September. Yeah. But he said the bright spot was that their dollars for advertising are going much further than several months ago because that market has softened. And Which I found fascinating because it's an election year and that's not typically how things play out in the advertising world during an election year. 
that makes sense. But I will also say we don't usually have going on like what we have going on with the economy. I don't know. Does that, you know? Yeah, but normally politicians are kind of immune to that because they have to run. I mean, they've got a window. They've got to run in this window and their money is kind of coming in from people who aren't affected by the economy as much. And so it's, you know, deep pockets. And so, well, he he also said, though, that it's more media impressions per dollar spent. So I don't know if that could be a different take on what you're saying. Like, it doesn't it necessarily yeah. mean they're spending less, but maybe, maybe but, they tend to advertise in places that don't get as much political dollars. And so no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I just again, that just caught my ear because I know when I try to buy ads for what I do, it's really difficult every other year because of elections. It's I mean, midterms are bad. Presidential are worse. So. And then he went on to talk about the subs margin and how it's down a bit, but that's mostly due to higher music licenses, licensing fees, and that is due to subscription growth. So that also makes sense. And they expect inventory to decline quarter by quarter, but keep in mind, they will still need to buy some, like for the rower. Mm-hmm. And then somebody asked about gated classes, and I <laughs> I was just fascinated because he was just like, mm. Not going to talk about it, but I will tell you that there will be a new premium content. And yes, there will be gated glasses. And I was like, yep. I'm not going to talk about it, but spoiler alert, deal. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So be prepared because lots of people are going to be complaining about that. Yeah. There was some boring stuff about GNA, but basically the only Im- the important part I took away from this was Barry was like, our GNA is broken. Those were his exact words. He said that. And GNA for people means. Uh, oh, um, it's like general expenses, like oh, okay. general stuff. And he said that they need to, in his mind, there's a path forward to fixing it. And it's related to IT. There are several things that need to be fixed. And once those are fixed, that becomes the pathway to lowering GNA. And then somebody asked about self-assembly and the reason, like, how is that being received? And they were like, well, no one's complaining. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. It was. Yeah. No news is good news. But I also think they're a little bit removed from it. Um, they said there's lots of good star reviews on Amazon. But remember, since Amazon is selling them as a wholesale model, I do think Peloton is a little bit removed from that. Sure. So so anyway, super interesting. But I think if they were getting lots of complaints and Amazon would probably say something because then Amazon be like, like, we have to fix all these things that we don't want to fix. Mm-hmm. So if, no, that's fair. if it was a statistically significant amount, I feel like that information would find its way to boardrooms. Yep. There you go. There's the earnings report. So fr- hot off the presses. So there's all that. I guess we will now return you to your regularly scheduled clip out already in progress. So you got an email from a listener. I did. About Kanye stuff yeah and so don't worry we're not rehashing no i don't even want to talk about it anymore yeah so this listener pointed out that in their feed they were getting recommended kanye stuff yes so that encouraged me that made me want to go reach out to a peloton spokesperson and say hey how did this happen? Because Say, what up, dude? <laughs> or do that? Because last we heard, Peloton had said any kind of proactive recommendations Kanye was not going to be included on, and Correct. yet we had evidence that kind of looked like it was the opposite yeah. of that. So Peloton was very responsive. Yay, Peloton. Yes. And they explained that <laughs> basically there is 
a whole lot of testing that goes on in the background and a lot of Barry times... Barry loves his testing. He loves his A-B test. Yes. But I'm guessing that this probably happened even before For sure. Barry. Yeah. You know, who knows how many times... I got the impression from talking to the spokesperson today that there are a lot of times that we are getting things served to us and we don't even know it's a test. Yeah. And in the process of that testing, those constantly iterating that they're doing, it seems that the person who posted this was actually being served a test about personalization. So when they suppressed Kanye from being not included in proactive recommendations, they did that, but they did not include Kanye in that test. And that's, it was like they, yeah, it slipped by. Yeah. <laughs> they, they forgot while running this test that like, oh yeah, this is supposed to be Turned yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. So again, it was a personalization test, and that means that it was, you know, served to a very small number of people. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the IT world, that's called an oopsadoodle. An oopsadoodle. An oopsadoodle. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably a technical term. I, yeah. I hate to get off in the weeds like that. Mm-hmm. I just like to show off my my expertise sometimes. Are you sure it wasn't a whoopsie doopsie? Oh come on, that's ridiculous. I was just checking. I mean, see, this is why you have. Guys explain this stuff. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. So oopsadoodle is the correct nomenclature. A whoopsie daisy is just crazy pants. <laughs> okay, but I do want to say one more thing about this. During this conversation, it just kind of got me thinking about the fact that I know whenever this whole thing came up with Kanye, somebody pointed out to me that there were 1,300 songs that Kanye was credited for. So 1,300 classes that you could pull up and Kanye songs would be a part of. Okay. But one thing I did not think about was that it would impact members who took classes of instructors that use Kanye a lot. So like Alex has come out and said, hey, I'm not going to be using Kanye in my classes. We know that's a Peloton thing, not just Alex thing. But he had he has said Kanye was a big like his favorite had some of his favorite hype songs. So he'd use Kanye a lot. And I believe Adrian Williams did, too. So I think it would have hit some instructors harder than others. It wouldn't have just been. 1300 classes that were removed it also would have been like a large segment of classes from certain instructors and i think that that's important to remember and i didn't think about this either but what happens whenever kanye is like a producer on an album yeah or maybe he wrote a song Exactly. Yeah. Like, where is that line? And I don't I don't know the answer to it. I think it's kind of a subjective thing. But like, I recently found out that Kanye collaborated with Lizzo. Well, I am not giving up Lizzo. That's not (laughs) happening. I don't know that that makes me maybe there's people that would think I'm a bad person for that. But I'm not giving up Lizzo. That's not happening. So I hope that they keep it the way they've done it. I don't want them to make any other changes because I need my Lizzo yeah. in my life. But yeah, he he has a writing credit on You Don't Know My Name by Alicia Keys. Oh. And I Want You by Janet Jackson. Oh. Go by Common. So these are songs he's not on. Heaven by John Legend. Mm. Uh, Comfortable by Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, sorry. Yeah, get the Lil. Lil, Lil. Lil Wayne. Show Me Good Time by Drake. Oh. Uh, Holy Water by Madonna. Really? Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of credits. Yeah. Uh, Don't take all these songs. Accelerate by Christina Aguilera. Wow. 
So, I mean, and, and also, uh, like, you know how in today's world there's so many people to, that get writing credits on songs? I'm looking at this Christina Aguilera song, which I'm not familiar with, but, like, this isn't my my genre of choice, right? I'm a rock guy. But it, the you have, ri- like, one Christina Aguilera song in your playlist. Yeah. <laughs> but the writing credits on this particular song, Kanye West, Christina Aguilera, Mike Dean, Che Pope, Ernest Brown, Carlton Mays Jr., Bibby Borley, Ilse Jubber, Tyla Parks, Tyrone Griffin Jr., Tahid Epps, and Kirby Lauren Dockery. I think it takes longer to read the names of people who wrote the song than it does to play the song. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. So, yeah, so there's a lot of things that out there that he might be affiliated with that you don't even know. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a tough question. Yeah. I, I know we said that before, but, but I just got to, the, to thinking about it a little more. Yeah, but thanks to this listener for bringing this to our attention mm-hmm. because it, it was definitely something that, you know, makes you makes you go, hmm, don't, did he write that too? Yeah. <laughs> he would have been like 15. But, um, but yeah, like it was just a little mistake that they fixed and it's not a, a change in policy already or hypocrisy. It was just an oops and they're fixing it. And by the time you hear this, it should be completely rectified. Yep. So. Moving on, we have a new boarding system of sorts in (laughs) place for how you access bike classes when you're in studio in New York. Yeah. Okay. So I I found out that also London is using this as well. Okay. But my understanding for New York is that this was recently instituted and it seems to only be for cycling classes, not the others. Doesn't mean it won't be added to other classes, but it's probably an as needed thing. It doesn't seem like people are as heated about treads and yoga Well, yeah, I think that that is true. So, you know, I had written an article and we have talked about like what the process looks like to get into one of these classes. It is not easy. But once you are in a class and you get to the studio, you still have a little bit of decision making that you need to do. Like, do you want to be in the very front? Because if you do, like if you want to be on camera on one of the bikes on camera, you are going to need to be at the very front of the line. Right. Now, when I went to the studio, which was not that long ago, they said, I mean, the way that that happened was first, first come, first serve, whoever got there first. Yeah. Now, what they are doing is they ask you at the front desk, like, do you have a milestone or a birthday? And if you do, you get placed in boarding group A. And then, then that group goes into the studio. The door is closed. Once they get settled, the door is opened and boarding group B goes in. Boarding group B is for first timers at the studio. And then boarding group C is for everybody else. Gotcha. And just for the record, I think that that should be flipped. I think yeah. first timers should get first choice on the bike. Uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly because one, everybody has a first time. That's universal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and because a lot of times people be like, oh, what if you're out of town? You don't get to come here very often. And the locals are like, but if you favor them, then locals never get to go first. Right. So but local or not, everybody gets a first time. Yeah. You know, and milestones are so easy to game if somebody wants to. To be like that? Yes. Well, and I think it's important also, I don't even know that I can call it gaming, you know, because because here's the thing. You get on the bike and you're doing a class. And right. yes, it's different than it used to be. But I definitely don't think that we should shame people for taking shorter classes. And and I know that's not what you meant, yeah, Tom, but there are people that do. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> I'm not shitting on people for taking shorter classes based on their schedule, their capabilities, whatnot, their goals, right? Like, but 
it's easy to game if your goal is to get one of the quote-unquote good bikes then you could sit there and take a bunch of five-minute classes and then be like now i'm at now I'm at 900 and then now I'm at 950. Basically, if you are a person who lives close enough to be able to go often and you're right. able to book a class often, you could have a milestone every time. you Yes, go. I don't think taking a short class in and of itself is gaming the system, but I think people could use the availability of sh- of of short classes to structure their visits in a way that allows them to get bikes more than they should. I agree. And I heard from a lot of people in this, you know, there are OGs and there are people who are local that feel like, yeah, well, back in the day, we could do it very differently. And Peloton needs to open up the studio and have a lot more classes. And I mean, I agree that would be nice, but I don't think that's ever going to happen again. So we got to deal with reality. And that ain't it. There's there's more demand than ever and less supply than ever. Um, So this is what it is. Also the downside of birthdays, right? Mm -hmm. If your birthday that year doesn't happen to fall on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then you're not even in the mix. Exactly. And then, of course, there's times that the studios are just closed. There are no rides during some people's birthdays, you know, so that happens. And I think that's why I think first timers should always get priority because there are people especially that bought during the pandemic that have never been. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's for some of us, it's not a small feat to get to the studio if you do manage to get a class. So I really think those should come first. That being said, Let's also say we've heard reports of it starting to get a little ugly. Yeah. As people jockey for position. So while we might think that there's a potentially better system that they could in which they could prioritize people. It's also good that they're doing something. I to think address something's got to yeah. be done. Yeah, because I mean, apparently there was some kind of quote unquote fight that occurred. And let me be clear. I have no idea if that was a verbal thing, if that was like, you know, somebody yeah, got pushy. Like, fight, I don't know. Fight can get used a lot of ways. It Absolutely. can be a physical altercation. It can just people. It could be somebody raise their voice across. Yeah, the studio. somebody gets snarky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's I, you know, remember <laughs> when your daughter used to anything I said that she didn't like. I he yelled, yelled at me. I yelled at her i remember when you you were thinking i yelled at her all the time and then one time we're saying something you were like wait sydney is he yelling at you right now and she yes. was like yes you're we like but he's not i was like okay we gotta work on your definition of yelling yeah. but yes i don't take that too seriously but i do take what i do take from that is that it's not always a situation where everyone agrees on who should get the bike and right. you know there are people that i have seen on screen they've been a lot of times yeah. and i don't like watching them push their Sometimes way to the front in the same weekend yeah, yeah. So, some people yeah they really take advantage and it's gross so don't, i mean i i don't like that i don't appreciate it when i was there i had three classes and one of which i wanted something on screen everything else i got there when i got there i didn't and i only had two because i knew everybody else went to classes and right. i wanted to also experience the city um yeah i don't want my whole weekend to be peloton but anyway everybody's got to make their own decisions and do it their own way i also want to say there are also plenty of locals who are of the opinion that hey people from out of town should get those bikes and there are times that those people have given up their bikes so that other people can take those classes so and that's great if that's what they want to do but it also you know that that can get taken advantage of real easy to the point where a local will never get a bike and that's not cool either that's not everybody should be able to experience that at some point and i believe peloton has completely stopped doing that they are no longer transferring classes anymore uh, because it did get used so much so they don't want to do it anymore so anyway the major point is they're trying to control 
this to some degree so that's fair for everybody. Yeah. I'm sure we will continue to see uh, changes as it gets rolled out, but I'm glad they're doing something. Yeah, because that's a situation that's only going to get worse. Yep. So if you love Peloton and you love dicks, you are in for a treat. You are. You can take the workout out of workouts. <laughs> yeah, the partnership officially began this week. People got emails, I believe it was Monday morning, from Dick Sporting Goods saying, hey, you can get a you can get a gift card, you can get earn forty dollars back, and Peloton is now available at Dick's. Ta da. Uh, it's a lot of restraint, Tom. I'm I very know. proud of you. I'm very proud. I feel of like you. I already told a bunch of them, so I, you know. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to redo jokes. No, no, that's not me. I know. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but this is great. I think ultimately, yes, I like, agree. I, I think know. this is a really good thing, and I also want to point out: not all Dick stores are going to have Peloton. So. You go online and check it out. Like, don't assume it's available. Don't assume all dicks are the same. <laughs> There's going to be some variation. There's going to be some variation among dicks. Some are bigger. <laughs> some are smaller. And there we go. So, I knew you couldn't well, get and let some, it go. Some have been in business for a long time. <laughs> some are new. Some are, some are really new, right? <laughs> So yeah, check before you go. Some and have, have large staff. Some have have lost staff. Though and during the pandemic, we call it, those have been cut. Mm. Those are those are dicks that have been cut. Some dicks are uncut, and they still have full staffing. Okay, good to so, know. Good just to know. Explaining all that. I think the dicks at those dicks, they at that those particular stores, they wear turtlenecks. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Just to, for clarification purposes. Exactly. Okay, so. If you want a Peloton, you can go to Dick's and splurge. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Next. (laughs) Next Dick? Oh, my God. (laughs) You started it. You you expressed disappointment. I I was. Yeah, I got nothing. (laughs) So Peloton is now advertising with Uber. Yeah, so I guess Uber recently announced that they were going to have a new division called Journey, and they have an ability to reach up to 122 million users on their platform. So the ads started appearing, but apparently... So did those ads appear as a notification? As like a push notification. I think that's a yeah. whoopsie daisy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it was. I I I don't know that that one was. I think that you know, like if they want to advertise to people and they want to get in front of a bunch of people, and that's or if Uber wants to get an advertiser in front of a bunch of people, they don't want to necessarily wait for them to open the app, right? Like they they did say, they did say it was a limited test is what they said in this article that it was a test and it was a limited test. So probably it didn't happen for everybody, but they also said you can manage your notifications. So if you don't want to see advertisements as part of your notifications, you can turn that off. It's buried like 19 clicks into their app. I'm I'm sure. sure. But Peloton was one of the, the ads that got pushed out. So yeah, it was a test, and but then it also wanted you to listen to a Kanye song. Oh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whoops-a-daisy. Yeah. No, that's an oops-a-doodle. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've explained all this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Uber's hurting for cash, and so they're trying to figure out ways to generate revenue. So there's something called an ESG report. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's the company's approach to sustainability, equity, and inclusion. Okay. And they are 
this is like a standard. This is like a internationally recognized set of standards. Okay. That all organizations that have a report use. Gotcha. So they did a little rundown on Peloton and it came back pretty good for their environmental impact. It did. Yeah. So there are three things that really stood out that Peloton can help heal the ozone layer because they are reducing their greenhouse gas emissions by 353,000 cubic tons from fiscal year 21 to 22. And a lot of that reduction, almost all, in fact, came from scope three emissions, which are emissions from outside direct operations. In other words, changing their supply chains. Okay. That's great. Thank you for translating that into people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Darcy. Um, Also, (laughs) Peloton gets the planet closer to zero waste. They tested their certified pre-owned bike sales, which we've been talking a lot about, Mm -hmm. and they've been testing that in U.S. and Germany. They have had much better than expected results. So that keeps all of those bikes out of landfills. They are also, Peloton is also exploring ways to expand this program for even more. And I think that's interesting because in all our discussion about the certified bike program, I I mean, I never thought about like, oh, if they weren't doing this, where are those bikes going to end up? So like that's an unintended happy consequence. Maybe it wasn't unintended, but it didn't click for me. Unthought of for us consequence, hopefully not unintended for Peloton. And one day they could be completely plant powered. They are aimed to source 100% renewable electricity for direct operations by 2026. I didn't realize a corporation could be vegan. Well, just to source their electricity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A whole corporation. They're just going to be eating corn. (laughs) But they also had a lot of other impacts. If you can scroll down, there were additional environmental impacts. Since June of 2022, 20% of first generation bikes were leased under their test rental program. That is 5,000 members with all access membership. So that's going to help with that circularity, getting more life out of the same equipment. And they're working on grassroots efforts to extend the life of used accessories. So they've been working on finding repurposed purpose returned accessories including shoes weights workout mats etc on-site team member gyms and for use by social impact nonprofit partners they also have some other targets that they are looking toward like the renewable energy we talked about they're going to be releasing product carbon footprints for key connected fitness products by 2024 reducing air freight by 95 percent from 21 baseline i hope because that was a whole because we they yeah. were they were that making was, all their bikes overseas right, and then and they had that big them, yeah. air freight thing and then they're going to expand the circular business model like the re- refurbishment we're going to see more of that so they're also filing uh, climate risk assessment questionnaires with the carbon disclosure project and we'll continue to report that there's also a ton of social impacts this is the June of 2022 was the two year anniversary of Pelton Pledge so they talked about that and we have talked about that before so I'm not going to dig really deep into that like the anti-racism and making sure that they had the pay gaps taken care of you know that kind of thing so they also had social impact for its members like instructor-led experiences breathe in speak up series juneteenth classes lgbtqia plus celebration classes amended community investment goals rather than a fixed budget they are implementing ongoing evergreen commitment to give one percent of operating income before tax starting in fiscal year 24 and of course they welcomed logan aldridge first adaptive trainer new accessibility features on bike bike plus and tread and they did their first annual in Inclusion survey. So we have all of that in an article that you can see out on theclipout.com. And of course, it will be coming to you in the, um, what is that thing called? A newsletter. Newsletter. We now have a new class type. 
Yes. Extra 10. Yeah, so this is great. Are you talking about dicks again? No. Oh, okay. Uh, this is great because it's a new class type that they're adding to the bike and the tread that jumps right into the work. So there's no warm up. So that means you can tack them onto any class. This is important because so many people complain about the fact that like you take a 30 minute class, you take two 30 minute classes to get to a 60 minute, right? You got to warm up each. You got to sit through the warm up every time. Yeah. And every time you go into the cool down. So this is good because it jumps right in. So if you are just looking to add a little bit extra, this is perfect. Add oh. to your stack. So we had a story this week come out about John Foley and more insight into what it was looking like towards the end of his tenure. And it says that he had maxed out his pledge shares to cover margin calls. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it doesn't sound good, but I, I still think that there's probably a lot of stuff that we just don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so and we don't know when these things occurred and when, you know, I yeah. mean, anything can look things can be written in a certain way to be negative. Yeah. Um, but but it's yeah, I mean, it, was, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, it doesn't it was, sound good. It was definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> it has been. It has been a roller coaster. And I know other people don't agree with me, but I hope he's doing OK. Yeah. So SNL got another pot shot in at Peloton last week. They did. And can I just say, I thought it was funny, but I also thought that... thought it was kind of lazy. I did think it was lazy. And more importantly, people have been questioning, like, is Peloton even still relevant? And I think the fact that, that when you're still seeing Peloton mentioned as a Saturday Night Live, as you call it, pot shot. Yeah. um, Yeah, they are. They are still relevant. Despite what media wants you to believe, uh, they keep making... Peloton mentions and clicking article, making articles for you to click. Yes. But that was really the only reason I brought this up. But I also have to say, if Peloton had not made a statement against Kanye, uh, taking his music down, they did not make a statement against Kanye. If they had not removed some of his music going forward, I really think that then you would be hearing. It would be a, a scandal of a different sort. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. You can't please everybody. Yeah. And if you're going to get in trouble, no matter what, do the right thing. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You too. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good taste drink and it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an ag1 every day yes and not only did i replace my multivitamin with ag1 but i love that every scoop also includes prebiotics probiotics and digestive enzymes for gut support it also has vitamin c and zinc to support my immune health if there's one product i had to recommend to elevate your health it's ag1 and that's why i've partnered with them for so long if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 try ag1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clip out. That's drinkag1.com slash clip out. Check it out. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste 
texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. (laughs) It's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar, and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Peloton in court. Who's suing Peloton now? So DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill has dropped his infringement lawsuit against Peloton. I thought this was fascinating. Like, did you read it? I did. According to the article, Peloton never even responded to the lawsuit. So it doesn't sound... (laughs) Unless there was some sort of behind the scenes shenanigans taking place, it sounds like he filed a lawsuit. They didn't even hadn't even gotten around to replying to it yet. And he was like, you know what? Never mind. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And so I don't know if that means like, was he getting paid and didn't realize it? Was it a clerical error? And Peloton was just like, whoops, here we fixed it. (laughs) Like another oops-a-daisy, oops-a-doodle. It could have been. It could have been (laughs) an oops-a-doodle. But and I also it took me forever to figure out what this headline was saying, because when it comes to the world of music, they use the term drop so often to mean you've you're releasing something yeah i was like wait does do they mean he dropped an infringement case case like he just put one out or do they mean he dropped it like that's so funny your music brain works differently than my business yeah brain, I was, that was completely obvious i to originally me. read it is like oh he dropped the lawsuit and then like the first paragraph is talking about him filing a lawsuit and i was like wait did they really mean drops is like He's filed a lawsuit like I'm really confused so you know I know that we didn't have this on the list but I wonder if we should just follow back up real quick on the uh, treadmill lawsuit that was filed last week that we covered oh yeah while we're talking lawsuits this is the right place for it we we had a call an anonymous call um, from one of our lawyer listeners and they happen to be a patent attorney so they were talking about there were some things in the agreement specifically that that we did not quickly understand from it. One, last week when we talked about it, we were confused because we were like, well, this lawsuit was was actually put out there after these these patents rather were were filed after Peloton came out with their treadmill. And apparently the patents had been filed for back in 2015, possibly going back to 14. But it's a long and winding process. Exactly. And so you have it, to start back at the beginning. Yeah. So you file your your patent and then it gets approved four or five years later. And then you can go back and scoop up the people in the meantime. Yeah. And apparently the claim had something to do or the excuse me, the complaint had something to do with how Peloton exchanges data. So it wasn't anything to do with the motor. They shouldn't show pictures of a motor if that's how they're going to be. Um, (laughs) But it had something to do with the data. So more to come on that whenever things, you know, happen with that lawsuit and become part of public record. But just wanted to drop those little updates in. And thank you to our anonymous attorney. 
this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. Or her, her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, connection, and intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Okay, so Stephanie Selinsky reached out and she says she has questions about menopause and everything that comes with it. Specifically, I think maybe perimenopause and menopause because she's got sore knees, she's got fatigue, she's just irritated at everything at times. And she says she knows that Tabata and Hit are saving her. They're supposed to be really good for that. And so she's been doing more of it. But do you have any other suggestions for how she can deal? A few things. First of all, this is one of those situations where you definitely want to go to your doctor first. You want to make sure, first of all, educate yourself about menopause. I'm a big fan of the work of Dr. Jen Gunther, who talks a lot about menopause and about myths and about a lot of the kind of misinformation that's out there about that. And she has a a book out called The Menopause Manifesto. Mm. is actually written with a lot of humor as well as a lot of science. So really making sure that you educate yourself about menopause because there are so many myths. And, you know, I don't know where she heard that Tabata in particular is helpful with menopause. I don't, I haven't personally read any studies about that. I think exercising is helpful with menopause and hormones and any kind of suffering that you're going through related to it. So I think that you, first of all, want to really make sure you separate out the myths from the facts. Mm-hmm. And if you would enjoy doing a different kind of class but you're doing Tabata because you think that's the only one that will help you with menopause symptoms, I recommend doing the research and making sure that's the case because I've never heard anything like that. Because you wait... Dr. Dr. Stacy Sims was recently on the clip out and she she like has done all these studies about women specifically and how they're different from men and how it helps. Just a very specific note is that it helps reduce your belly fat because as we age and our hormones start to shift, it helps with the visceral fat because our hormones aren't doing it anymore. So it's not that you always should be doing Tabata. That would not be accurate. But specifically, sprint interval training can be very effective for visceral fat and a few other things. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Because I'd never I'd never heard that. But I also think that if you are taking Tabata for that reason, you may do better and you hate Tabata. You may do better and end up being more consistent and get more benefits from if you're taking multiple classes or longer classes where you're, you end up kind of burning more calories, getting more exercise, getting more cardio benefits because you're loving the class so much that you're doing it three times a week instead of one time a week and hating. So I, I really want to encourage you to kind of look at kind of that cost benefit analysis and also to really kind of pin down like what specifically about which menopause symptoms are you hoping to address? And is this the right approach for that? But again, always start with your doctor. Make sure that you go into your doctor's office and ask, you know, what kinds of treatments, traditional, non-traditional are appropriate for you. And again, 
you know, kind of because some of this comes down to kind of basic self-care of making sure you're sleeping enough, that you're eating enough nutritious foods to keep yourself fueled, to make sure that you are making boundaries. Because look, sometimes I think as women, we tend to blame things on our hormones, our period, our menopause, our this, our that, when the truth is that it's more that maybe our resources are thinner because we're exhausted and we're burned out or that those hormone shifts are bringing us closer to the truth and we don't have the energy to fake it and not make boundaries anymore. So I I think that it's important to kind of do some self-reflection and say like, okay, what's menopause and what is just things that need to change in my life? But there are a lot of great options out there. There are a lot of supplements that can be really helpful if you're getting hot flashes, but you also have to be really careful that you don't experiment with things that are not scientific or could be harmful. Yes. Yeah, I would I would think that there's a lot of probably like sham stuff out there looking to take advantage of I think people. It's, I think it's tough to, you know, wade through and find the stuff that is the best. You know, I think the book that you suggested was awesome. And I have to say, for people who are looking for another for for like the a good scientific based kind of primer on what you should what you could be taking that is in the supplement region region is um, Dr. Stacey Sims next level. She talks a lot about adaptogens, which are not they're not going to be addictive. They're just kind of helping support your immune system, support the things that you're you're already dealing with, like stressors and cortisol level and how you respond to them. And I have been just completely fascinated by that whole topic. So, it, but it's hard. It's hard to find. Like, where do you find the line that's like good stuff instead of just crazy science, crazy not science, I should say. <laughs> and, and I think also like along those lines is asking your girlfriends who are around the same age, what have they found effective? What has not been effective? and then running it by your doctor before you run out and and experiment with it yourself. (laughs) So true. And don't call Dr. Google. (laughs) Dr. Dr. Google can can be a blessing and a curse and you have to be really careful. Yeah, you do. Yeah, there's a a lot of junk science out there and that's the trickiest because it's going to sound like it yep. makes sense. Yeah. People yeah. can can do a lot with words. Marketing. And, and marketing Jen Gunther dispels a lot of those myths on her Instagram, which is one of the many reasons why I love her. Oh, Instagram. that's that's great. Yeah. That's a really good resource. So yeah. that's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of that. Um, until next time, where can people find you? Um, on all social media, including Instagram at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man, and also my weekly column in InStyle magazine called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. Wonderful. Instructors in the news. Bex Gentry had her baby. Oh, and what an adorable baby she is. Tallulah Midgley Curtis. And she was born 10... 10- 22 at 6 19 p.m oh my god you can see bex in those eyes (laughs) she's so pretty so so pretty and Tallulah was born exactly three weeks early uh so jess king due on the same day she's still got two and a half weeks to go yeah (laughs) who knows maybe she'll be early too i'm sure she's hoping congrats to bex and austin we are so happy for you guys what a beautiful baby so Cody has something new brewing. 
He does. We had talked about a while back. People had been getting invites to special things happening in the studio. And apparently it's a new show called LOL Cody. So Cody is going to be getting visits from famous people. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. And uh, he is going to have them on the bike while also having a guest instructor. So our Cody selves. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And uh, they're going to play games and have Hot takes, whatever that means, and loaded lowdowns. The first episode actually premieres tomorrow night, so it will already be out by the time you're hearing this. Make sure you check it out. And uh, People Magazine actually wrote about it. I'm sorry, Entertainment Weekly actually wrote about it as well. So yes, and uh, there's they were. It was basically just a, a. opportunity to interview Cody so I didn't see a lot of new information in here but it's great that he is getting the press for it we already knew two of the guests were going to be Carly Rae Jepsen and um, oh I'm sorry I'm forgetting the name Trixie Mattel and then there have been people that have been guessing who the other two guests are going to be I don't know but I do know the first episode will be Trixie Mattel with guest instructor Matt Wilbers dropping again tomorrow so Peloton shared a couple posts spotlighting some of the various instructors uh, Halloween costumes. Yes. And uh, Jess King dressed up as a fortune teller and uh, she dressed up her belly as a crystal ball. <laughs> and uh, Cody was uh, what is that? Luigi? It's Luigi. He's got okay. the green hat. Yeah, on. I thought so. And then Rebecca and Andy are both in the slideshow, but they dressed up together as co-anchors of the Peloton news update, which ah. we'll get to later if you yeah. kept my link in. Uh, Kristen McGee dressed up as something cool. I'm not really sure what's happening <laughs> like she there. she's a snake? But I, it's also the pose she's doing. So. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she's a cobra. Yeah. Um, and then Camilla Ramon dressed up as a shark. Loved her blue leggings. Andy, the other half of the anchor costume. And then I also don't know what Callie is, but she looks great in her red <laughs> outfit. Oh, and Robin Arzan at work dressed up as Barbie. DJ John Michael, you can't see him in that picture, but he was dressed up as Ken. So, oh, okay. And they were in their boxes together. Gotcha. Great. And then Marcel, she dressed up as a red flag. <laughs> and Maddie. Oh, Maddie, I love you so much. He dressed up as a goblin. Kendall dressed up as a Kim Possible. Oh, okay. And I don't know what this is. Looks like Beetlejuice, maybe. I Spinella don't know. They, from Beetlejuice? I, I, it was it was like a haunting musical. Yeah. Her and Eric Yeager, they were both dressed up and they were like doing gymnastics and they were playing this haunting music. Huh. Uh, I'm not sure. Sam Yo, a vampire, uh, very awesome vampire. And Susie Chan, an amazing skeleton. The makeup was just fantastic. I believe this is also Robin, I think. And I guess that's... Oh, no, no, no. That's Leanne. My camera is in front of her face. Ah. Leanne dressed up as, uh, I guess, Cruella DeVille? I'm assuming, yeah, as Cruella DeVille. Well, because she's dressed as a Dalmatian. But she she got her coat. Yeah, she got her coat. (laughs) Guess she doesn't like puppies. And then Marcel from Germany dressed up as an awesome skeleton as well. And then I just thought this was fun to add in Travis, Maddie, and Maddie's boyfriend all dressed up as Winnie the Pooh characters. Uh, <laughs> so we got Piglet, Pooh, and Tigger, and they were adorable. And while we're on costumes, Robin Arzan had a little costume snafu. <laughs> yeah, so they win as Ghostbusters. Her and Athena were the Ghostbuster, and Drew Butler was the... Stay puffed marshmallow man. Yeah, so they didn't check the size for uh, his costume, and it was the child size. So, so. He, so it looks like the stay puffed marshmallow man is wearing capris. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it does. Definitely says child costume. That's funny. (laughs) 
Way to make it work. I'm impressed. Kira Michelle was on the Healthy-ish podcast. Yeah, and I just want to say that she is our Australian yoga instructor. So if you haven't had an opportunity to take a class with her and you're like, who are you talking about? <laughs> that is who we are talking about. And her classes are really, really awesome. So and I think this podcast is awesome. I mean, obviously, it you, is. It you is. can get podcasts anywhere. But like, I think it's it originates in Australia. I agree. I agree. It does. Hannah Frankson participated in a Black History Month panel. And if you're suddenly in a panic thinking it's February and you've lost five months of your life, it's because Black History Month in the UK is celebrated in October. Yes, it is. And I believe some of the other instructors were there as well. And I think that they also they were celebrating in London and they had, I think, Stormzy there as well. And so it was very cool. And even if they didn't have Stormzy there, if you look at the footage, they had all the instructors, they had meet and greets, there were lots of people there. And it just looks like they had a fabulous time. So we referenced earlier Andy Spear and Rebecca Kennedy, Rebecca Kennedy's Halloween costumes. Yes, they are a couple. So they decided to do kind of a joint costume. This is hilarious. They are giving updates on all of the instructors and a my couple doing Peloton news. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to sue Peloton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's a joke because the thing is, these are so funny. Jen Sherman, they mentioned Jen Sherman and they said that I don't remember where she was seen, but she was seen on 57th Avenue, <laughs> still not giving a. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> and then something about the Bruce Springsteen. Oh, she'd give a about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was funny. I mean, it was good. Speaking of Rebecca Kennedy, she ran into some kerfluffle with Instagram. She had an account for her dog mm-hmm. and it is no more the account. The account. Yeah, yeah. Doggy's fine. Sunny's still beautiful and sitting right next to her if you can watch her screen. So Instagram just deactivated it, but there has been an update. Oh. The apparently this this was recent because it wasn't there last time I looked. One of the members helped her get the account reviewed and reinstated, but she was asking for help and it worked. She crowdsourced help to get her doggy's account back. And she she was just like, it's just all of my memories. Like it had all of Sunny's pictures and videos. So she was just really devastated about it. So I'm so glad it's back. (laughs) Yay. Selena Samuela did uh, an Instagram live with Elise Kopecki. I think I'm saying that right. I think you are as well. And remember, we had talked about her, uh, Selena and Olivia were doing, they were going to be representing milk for the New York City Marathon. Uh And they did that. And this chat was part of that. So Elise Kopecki was the author of Run Fast, Cook Fast, Eat Slow, which you might remember from like a bazillion years ago when we had Claire Shorenstein on the show. She referenced that book. Oh, okay. I and, thought it sounded familiar, mm-hmm, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really, really cool that they were, that Selena got a chance to do that. Very cool. Sam Yo, last week sharing his love of Back to the Future, this week sharing his love of both Ghostbusters and Legos. Sam ought to come over and have movie night with us. Yes. He'd be right at home with he us would nerds. Fit right in. Him and Brian could do Legos while we watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I loved the uh, fast motion of watching all the uh, I loved seeing all of it come together. Yeah, for sure. So Kendall posted about that her schedule was changing. There were going to be more live classes and including a live class for shadow boxing weekly. So her times for her bike classes are going to be changing. So it's going to be 
live classes on Saturday and Sunday. And then she's going to have a Monday class, a Wednesday class that's shadow boxing and a Thursday class. So very cool. So Emma Lovewell had an announcement this week about her newsletter that she sends out. Yeah, she did. So she is going to um, move over to Substack. And apparently now people that want to stick around got to pay like five bucks a month or something to have those newsletters. So, of course, outrage ensues. (laughs) Um, You know, a lot of people are just like, whatever, it's fine. But there are a lot of people that are not really happy with it. And I, I get both takes on that, really. I mean, the outrage, I don't understand. But just in general, it's the sense that the instructors are moving further and further away from people and looking to make money. But at the same time, like, I think they got to realize their worth and they are worth it. Like, maybe you don't think it's fair. Maybe you don't think it's right. But yeah, I mean, that's... They are names now. They are not just an instructor. They They are a thing. I think that in some cases it would be foolish to just leave that sitting on the table. Like if somebody offered you a certain amount of money for your house, would you be like, oh, I don't want to ask that much for my house. Yeah. You would never do that. You would take the money. Right. So it's... I kind of think that's not fair. Um, and, and especially, you know, we actually got some really shitty feedback last week because I didn't give Robin a hard time for doing some kind of Web3 thing because we don't even know, we what, don't it even is know what it is yet. And apparently that's just, Ooh, I'm just awful for that because yeah. I didn't trash her, which I'm not going to do. Sorry, I have ethics. But anyway, I think that you're going to see more and more of this from instructors because they are seen as a commodity. Yeah. And I, I think that it's, I'm not saying you got to like it. I'm not saying you got to be part of it, but I I just think we're going to you see more and more yeah, of these you, things. But you probably need to make your peace with it or you're going to find yourself getting mad a lot. Yeah, because like Logan Aldridge has um, subscriptions turned on on Instagram and I don't know how much he charges, but I know that it's basically it's kind of like Patreon, like people that pay to get yeah. the, the bonus episodes or whatever. It's like just an extra fee for extra content. It's not like you can't get to him or, you know, right. he's ungettable. But I mean, I don't know. They're. They're working really hard and they need to capitalize on this on why they can. Like they're not going to be able to use this for the rest of their lives. I mean, there's going to come a time. Right. They cannot teach and have this money definitely rolling in. Yeah, so. I mean, they're like athletes, right? I mean, they I mean, they are athletes, but, they, you know, but, you know, as a professional athlete, you, your career is finite. I mean, I think a fitness instructor's career is a little bit longer. Yeah. But this is also new territory. So who knows how long it's going to last? Exactly. You know, but nobody seems to get angry with people who are athletes getting in endorsements. So yeah. I guess I don't understand why it's any different. Yeah, I really like, don't. If you don't like it, nobody's got a gun to your head. Right. Anyway, so uh, Tobias Hines, did I say it right this Tobias. time? Tobias. Tobias. Yes. It was just did his last class before Manislu. Yeah. So I was checking this out and this event, I had a link in here, but I think you cut it. The link was explaining this event. It is seven days long. Like Oof. it starts on something like November 5th and goes, I, I mean, I may have the number of days wrong. I think it was November 5th to the 14th. Gotcha. It's a long event and it's totally endurance based. So I am really excited to see how he does with this. Uh, I can't even imagine taking something like that on like that. Yeah. And it, it's on like one of the highest mountains in the world. It's not like it's just an ultra marathon right and i say just in quotes because (laughs) all of it's outside of my ability to even fathom but at that altitude on top of it it's like in the himalayas (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's crazy it is next level i i 
I really wish we could talk to him because I would love to ask him some questions. I am fascinated. He needs a documentary about this. <laughs> like I love documentaries about stuff like this and I need one. I need one stat. Peloton, make that happen. And I forgot to mention this uh, when we were talking about Selena, but she is training for an Ironman. So the crazy thing about that is her baby's due like any day now. I mean, I don't know when her baby is due, but it's not that far. Yeah. So she just signed up for this <laughs> Ironman. I tell you what. Selena Samuela is the bravest woman I know <laughs> to sign up for a half Iron Man while pregnant when you've never done one. Yeah. What? Yes. While teaching Peloton? Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. I can't wait to see how that goes. She is brave. Very brave. Good luck to both of our instructors. You will hear more here. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Clip out. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Angelo here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. Hey, Angelo, I uh, I hit record this time, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not that she's ever forgotten. <laughs> I knew the answers last week. We'll see if I still know them this all right, week. <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so the first question that I have for you today is from Kristen Schuster. She says that she needs help understanding how to lose weight while eating enough protein and calories to train hard. How do you do it? She says she's either gaining 10 pounds or losing 10 pounds and then she loses steam and gets exhausted from her hard efforts. She also gets up super early to work out. Should she be eating at 4 a.m. before she works out? She doesn't want to, but she thinks maybe she's supposed to. <laughs> All right. That's a great. It was Kristen. Was Kristen. Her name? Yes. Kristen, that's a great question. This is the scenario that we'd love to talk to you about because there's a lot of nuance here that this is legit. Clearly, you're hustling, you're working hard. And I can tell from the tone of your question that you are doing so because when, when you're trying to lose weight, you're dropping 10 pounds, but and then you're crashing. And if you're not cutting the nail, you're gaining. This is super common, especially with endurance athletes. So the answer is going to be, we have to change from a baseline. In other words, if you don't know what you're doing each day and it's radically different, you're not going to know what to fix. So I could say eat more this or eat less that. But if all the other components of your diet are varied every day, it won't really have meaning. Now, if you basically have 
within reason, a routine. Now, that could be breakfast, lunch, dinner. That could be breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack, whatever. Whatever your routine is, we need to find the mean and then increase from there. Now, you have the added nuance of you're trying to do two things at the same time. And it's not cut and dry. It's not a simple matter of, oh, you can only focus on performance or you can only focus on weight loss. Uh, some people can get away with doing both at the same time, but it depends <laughs> on what you're used to. It sounds like you're right on the edge because if you were able to take in enough to where your performance felt really good, I don't think you'd feel like you were crashing if you were losing a little bit of weight. So you're probably going to be best served by saying, okay, look at when are, my, when are my races, when are my rides, what's my schedule look like for the next few months. And when you're doing the heavier training periods, don't worry about losing weight. Focus on maintaining your weight while increasing a little bit so that way you have greater performance and recovery. And then when you're getting on the other side of an event or a training period and you're going to deload a little bit, that would be a great time to focus on stripping a few pounds. Here's how to do it. You need a baseline meal plan. This is what we would tell our clients. You need a baseline meal plan that you're following that then flexes based on your activity. So your intra-training fuel would go up if you're training lots and lots of hours. So I have a gentleman right now that I'm training for Ironman. He's, he's doing the big one. He qualified for Kona. But his training, his intra-training fuel can almost double his carb intake <laughs> for the day because he's out training sometimes, you know, four or five hours on a given day. So in those scenarios, his carb intake is way higher by virtue of he's getting so many grams of uh, glycogen intake per hour of training. But his base meal plan, we only make small changes to over time. And that's where you want to get. So should you be eating early? Um, I would do that's pretty early. If you're going to be doing a large, a, a long run or a long ride first thing in the morning, I would try and at least get a snack in something to put some fuel in your body, something that has some carbohydrates, but it does not need to be heavy. Otherwise, it'll bother your digestion. And then before it gets too late in the morning, have breakfast, optional whether or not you do a mid-morning snack, have a consistent lunch, have a consistent dinner. Start with carbs at each meal. If you want to start cutting some extra calories, start from the end of your day by pulling some carbs out of dinner. Likely, that's not going to be near your training or your heavy training time period. So you'll be able to recover with the carbs in the part of the day that you actually need them. I know that that's a very technical <laughs> question <laughs> with a lot of nuance to the answer, but it's have a baseline and make small adjustments. So instead of you know, cutting 500 calories out or adding 100 grams of carbs, what you want to figure out is what are you getting on average each day? Increase five, six percent, then reevaluate a week later. Increase or decrease five, six percent, then evaluate a week later. And doing it that way, well, it emulates a kind of a simplified version of the process that our client, our, our coaches do with their clients. Yeah, it's it, it is. And it's very good advice. I know it is a lot. You're right. But it also is it's 
it's a process that she can follow. So hopefully, hopefully that helps for Kristen. Hopefully <laughs> something in there, Kristen, will we'll trigger and uh, will make sense. We'll help you a little bit on that journey. And if Kristen needs more detailed advice and she wants to reach out direct or if other people want this sort of stuff tailor made for their fitness journey, where can they find you? Metpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. awesome. Thank you. We'd love Thank to you. talk to you, Kristen. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. So Mariah Carey <laughs> posted a picture of herself or video of herself ushering in the Christmas season. Apparently, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving at the Carey household. Yeah, she just went straight from Halloween right into Christmas. Yeah, she's on a Peloton dressed up as like a witch and then it like dissolves and she's she morphs into riding a reindeer. She's on instead. a reindeer in her Santa outfit. And yes, I love the song. Yes, I will listen to it shamelessly. Like, I know it's cool to hate on the song, but you're wrong. I don't care what you say. It's, it's a great song. It's maybe the greatest Christmas song ever written. Like, yes, even better than White Christmas. And I love both. I, I love both as well. I'm a huge fan of Christmas music. And like, this is like from day one, I was just like, this song feels like it fell through a wormhole in time. Mm-hmm. It is a piece of pop perfection. It is. And it just is. And I get it gets played a lot, but you know what? It deserves to get played a lot. So <laughs> you will have it. to direct your hate elsewhere yeah, because like, we don't care. We are like, Christmas proof. <laughs> yeah. You got to deal with it for 30 days. You'll be fine. Well, that, but, okay, but. But this, like, but yeah, like. November to, 1st is a little to go early. From hollow, yeah, it's like, I think, I feel like this is a sign of. How much money she makes off the song She's like let's get it played for An extra 30 days <laughs> I, uh, I tell you what I am I am looking forward to it In December correct the That's, day After Thanksgiving let the, the Music begin the, my, holi- the Holiday decorations can arrive The rules when I was growing up as Laid down by my mother Christmas doesn't start until You see Santa Claus in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I will then take the it. Christmas season has officially begun. Well, and we got to listen to Mama there, O'Keefe. Is there anything more American than letting a major retailer decide when you start to celebrate holidays? No, no that's, that is pretty darn American. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Macy's has decided when Christmas started. <laughs> they might send you to Gimbal's. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Cody had thoughts about the uh, Mariah video as well. Yes, and he was joined by Trixie. And if you if you don't know or you didn't get to see this, you absolutely must go check out the reel. They are having a reaction. They are like doing a live reaction to watching Mariah Carey usher in Christmas. It included such gems as I thought I was the first drag queen to ride a Peloton and Cody saying something to the effect of, I guess we didn't play it enough in July. (laughs) (laughs) Snarky, but fun, like in the best way. And the final episode of Ashton Kutcher's Our Future Selves has dropped. It has, and it features John Baptiste. And uh, apparently, so Bex has been talking for months about how somebody told her she had a good voice. Yeah. And it was it was John Baptiste. How about that? So she's going to keep singing in her classes. And by the way, <laughs> Bex, you do you. But uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out that Our Future Selves, remember, it's the last one, and they're all gone. And now we have Cody's new series, Picking up where he left off. Which I have to say is exactly the direction I said Peloton was trending. Years ago. Years ago. It is exactly what you said. You little trend spotter. (laughs) 
Peloton Artist Collaboration. Another week, another artist collaboration, this time with Kendrick Lamar. Yep. These classes start on November 2nd, and part of this is going to be the Jermaine Johnson. There's one with uh, Kendall. There's one with Just Sims, Tunde, and Cliff from Germany. So lots of great classes for this one. In case you missed it. We have new lane break classes. Yeah. Spooky season dropped on Halloween as kind of a little fun treat. 10 minute level featuring David Bowie, Muse and Kashmir? Kishmir? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm man. too old to know. Same. <laughs> and also. <laughs> yeah, they dropped some other ones earlier in the week. Spinning Sessions, which is a 20-minute featuring Blaster Jacks, Gabri Ponte. Okay, I can't even pretend to know. Spinning <laughs> Sessions, Volume 5. 10-minute featuring Hawk and Beige, Fire Beats, some other stuff that I don't know. And Spinning Sessions, Volume 6. Five-minute level featuring 71 Digits, Joe Stone, and more. It was to celebrate the Amsterdam dance event that occurs called Spinning Sessions or Ah. Spinning Records. That's why this was done. So that is, I know there are a lot of people that know these artists and this is clearly a me thing that I don't. And it's very cool that they are doing things like this. I love that. Translating that for those of us in our 50s. (laughs) And finally, there's a new spiritual gangster Kindle tool collection yes part two dropped this week called warrior vibes and very touchy on the time but it did happen and uh, now you can get your lightning bolt set and uh, hopefully you saw it up on the website and grabbed it I haven't checked today but it's probably gone Peloton birthdays and we've got three birthdays this week the first is former Peloton instructor Chase Tucker on November 5th Happy birthday, Chase. And then Mela on 11.9. Thank you. And Aditi on 11.10. Happy birthday, ladies. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Karen KJ Brady. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, good. I feel like I know you by like three names because I see you on Instagram all the time. And uh, we talk all the time on Instagram. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I see you on there and you go by you go by KJ, but you also go by Karen. Then, of course, you have your leaderboard Mm -hmm. name. And uh, so it's there's a lot. There is a lot. (laughs) I should go by just one. But. It for like, some of these, I've just had them for so long. I was right, like, are right. you hiding from someone? <laughs> should, we, should we conceal who you are for your own safety? <laughs> or for someone else's safety? You never know. Yeah. You never know. That's why know. you're on the run. <laughs> All right. So when did Peloton like enter your life and your fitness journey? I knew about Peloton back when the commercial came out. I didn't see the problem with it because I was like, man, if my significant other got me a Peloton, he would be my favorite person. Right. (laughs) You'd be okay with that. I I would be fine with it. Should we be um, concerned that he's not already your favorite person? Is everything okay over there? Listen to Tom. Already stirring the shit. Already. But, She's um, been here 30 I was seconds. already attending spin classes at the gym. Okay. So everyone was like, well, you go to the gym. You don't need a Peloton bike at home. Oh, that old pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> when the pandemic happened, I was like, well, I still got running. This is fine. I don't need the gym. I can still run until I got a little cocky on a run Uh-oh. and my headlamp died. And I was like, oh, I run these streets all the time. I'll be fine. 
No, I hit a rock and sprained both of my ankles at the oh. same time. Oh my god! Oh. How did you do both? Holy oh my cow, god! That's a big rock. Yeah, it was. Well, like one of them hit it, and then I tried to counter with the other one and went too far. Managed to screw that one up too. So. Oh, you poor thing! Yeah. <laughs> oh my and I gosh! Was like, okay. So how do you get around, how do you get around with two sprained ankles? <laughs> You hobble. Not well. It was crutches a lot of hobbling. And I was work. like, I'll be fine. No, and, crutches will not work. Yeah, and your husband's not going to help you because he knows you're not, you're, you're not, he's not your favorite person. So he's like, you're on your own. He's like, you're on your own, lady. Why don't you get your favorite person to come help you? How about that? <sighs> Every day I would be asking, can we get a Peloton bike? Can we get a Peloton bike? And I live with my roommate and she was like, no, we don't, we don't need a Peloton bike. We don't. And I was like, okay, we, we don't, but I'm going to ask every day. So I did that and did that until like around October of 2020, she finally goes, okay, they dropped the price on the bike. We can, we can get the Peloton bike. So now is the time to strike. Now is the time to strike. (laughs) So we did that and it delivered on October 13th of 2020 and the rest is history. Ta-da. Wow. I feel like I have talked to you on Instagram for longer than that. Is that my imagination or has the world just um, been in a really weird place I, for this long? <laughs> I have known about you for longer because one of my, actually one of my spin instructors was like, you need to check out the clip out. Oh. Crystal's a lot like you. You guys would really get along. So That's funny. That's, that's how I found, I found you guys before I even had the bikes. So. Oh, that's fabulous. Okay. So it's not in my imagination. So, so have you always been a runner? No. What? You haven't? How, when did you get into running? No, I started I say no. I started running in 2011. Oh. So, um started doing 5Ks, worked my way up to a half marathon which I ran in Chicago randomly. And then from there, everyone was like you're ready for a marathon. So, I ran my first marathon in 2013 also in Chicago. So Oh, wow. What state do you live in? I live in Southern Indiana. Um, I can literally see Louisville, Kentucky, where I live. So oh. I'm just like right over the river. Is it okay? I was going to say it must be separated by a river. That's how we are yeah. here in Missouri. Yeah. It's like if you look over yeah. at Illinois, you just. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, wow. You worked up to. So, how many marathons have you done at this point? Berlin was my 19th. Wow. So, 19. And, so that's oh, like what, I two get- or three a year? Technically, yes, but I got a little carried away in my first year of doing it and um, ran nine. Whoa. Uh, also ended up with a torn hip labor. So <gasps> oh. don't, don't run nine marathons in a year. It's not a good idea. I don't think we were I was in, danger in danger of either of us doing that. <laughs> I, I, I figured. Yeah. If I drive 26.3 miles, I'm winded. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, could see doing one. Maybe like I, I have my eye on one for, you know, November of, of 2023, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, I don't know about this whole, like mm, nine I'm, in a yeah. year. That's... I watched her run a marathon and I needed a nap. Half, half marathon. I've never run. Oh, well, no, I did. Tread. I walked it. I was going to say you did it. the treadmill one. Yeah. I did. I did. I just don't feel like it counts. Number one, it was indoors. So you had kind of like that, like the, the, you know, incline was all level and I didn't have to deal with like people Ups or and any, downs and I could and... go to the bathroom whenever I wanted to, you know, things like that. Yeah. But yeah, but it, and, and also I went very slowly. But 
but uh, but it did get done. So I should right. I should not discount it. I should not. You discount should not it. discount it. Absolutely. You I would tell distance, anybody so. else that. I would tell them like it counts. You know, but me, I'm like, eh, it's whatever. <laughs> so, but you got a bike and not a tread. Yeah. Ex- yes. Correct. Explain. <laughs> is this because of the ankle thing? Is because it was because of the ankle thing. I was like, I can cross train with the bike. So now every day I'm going, can we get a tread? tread?" (laughs) And do you have room in your, in your, like, okay. (laughs) So I keep getting told there is no room. I was like, I will sell something. I will move something. Something can go in a closet. I will make room. You don't need a dining room table. That's what I always say. You really don't. Exactly. Well, I already got rid of that. Oh, Oh, okay. Like how often do you eat at the dining room table anyway? Right. That's just a a lie suburban America has fed us. No pun intended. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but like was your most recent marathon the 19th? Was that the 19th one? Yes. Wow. Yes. So tell us about that. You did Berlin. I want to hear I did all Berlin, about that. Yeah. Berlin was my fourth world major, so I still have two left. Wow. Um, but I thought Berlin was one of the most fun marathons I've ever done. The crowds were amazing. We had a world record get broken there, which... Oh. That's exciting. It was not me. (laughs) No, it wasn't you. (laughs) It was not me. (laughs) Most most uh, number of body parts sprained in a marathon. (laughs) All you. That could be me. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I ended up doing really well. I was only six seconds off of my PR. Wow. And I have set that PR back in 2013 at my first marathon. Holy cow! That's pretty impressive. Nine years later, I'm bumping up on it again. So that's exciting, yeah. especially because people always say like you always hear that, like, as you get older, this gets harder. So if you're nine years older, like in theory, you should be getting slower, but right. you're not like Correct. you're knocking up against no. that. That's well, amazing. I mean, six seconds slower. Like, <laughs> <let's be fair>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to hit him? <laughs> I take shadow boxing. I can yeah. do it. She's like, I got this. She's like, you know, we are a lot alike, Crystal. We're both not married to our favorite person. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay. So what, what world majors have you done and what's left? I've done Chicago. I've twice. I've done New York. I've done Ber- Boston twice and I've done Berlin. Okay. Why yeah. does America get so many? I don't know, but they're thinking about adding some more. So Are they? right yeah. Right now I still have Tokyo and London to do. They're also the two hardest to get into. Oh. So we'll see. The, so the London Marathon draws on Monday, so we'll see if I get in. Here's my theory on why America has so many. Oh boy. No, this is a real theory. <laughs> okay. Because in other countries okay. mm-hmm. they're more walking driven and we took up oh. we took up jogging because we needed to. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good point. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just that's yeah. just my theory. Okay. In other countries, yeah. they're like, "What do you need to run for? You're walking everywhere. Yeah, that's like, true. You're fine. Yeah. Like, We're like, yeah, we don't walk anywhere. Well, no, we I mean, in some cities they do, right. but we are not. That's true. Midwest is not that's one true. of those places. Yeah. I don't know about how Indiana is, but here in Missouri, <laughs> we don't walk no. anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you got to go to the park to walk. Yeah. <laughs> you got to drive to walk. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> what made Berlin like the most fun? I mean, I know the world record thing. That was probably amazing. That but... was really cool. I didn't know about that though, until I was done. Oh. But, um... <laughs> they don't have like a flare really they shoot off or something. <laughs> that would make it so much easier. But yeah. no, no. Um, 
I had like a group of friends and like they were trying to make it to different kilometer marks to cheer me on. And they had four times planned out, but they only managed to get to three of them. So oh, I, hey, that was three times that I got to hear them go, go, Karen. So, <laughs> you couldn't make it that fourth one because you were so fast. You beat them there. Yeah, you beat them. <laughs> Which has happened at Disney races. I have beat the Disney monorail to Magic Kingdom and my friends have missed me. Oh, Castle. that's wow. awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. So is it true at the Berlin one, instead of handing out cups of water, it's beer? Um, They do have beer. Oh, really? I was um, being stupid. <laughs> they actually do. <laughs> <laughs> they do have beer, but they also have like sports drinks and water. So, so you can choose. Yeah. You can you choose. Can choose. <laughs> Which did you choose? I cannot drink beer. So, oh, I've, I've... now, so does that have to do with your Instagram handle and leaderboard? Yes. Name? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so... so let's let's talk about that. Tell us about that. I go by the Sealy Athlete, and I came up with that when I thought I was going to be doing triathlons, but then I learned I don't like to swim. Oh, okay. So took that out of the equation. But um, Sealy Athlete has stuck, and I never was really into sports until I got into running. So a celiac and an athlete. And it works. So. It's it's good and it's very memorable too. I like yeah. I've always like some people just kind of stand out. Number one because of the conversations you have, but number two because you remember their names. And I've always remembered yes. your your name. So I think that that's a really good one. Like I feel like you probably have you gotten shout outs or do people like I've, shy? I've gotten a few. Actually, Jen Sherman was my first shout out on like a football ride, and I was dying. Oh. I was like trying to like celebrate, but I'm like I'm so dead right now. <laughs> 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 so so is it? has it been difficult with celiac do you have to like eat differently to fuel for a marathon or for big events how do you do that yes. well actually for berlin it was really hard because while germany is really good, i'm also a vegetarian while germany is oh. really good with vegan vegetarian they're not so great with the, the um gluten-free part so oh, really? i would um i would actually i brought a lot of food with me just packed in my carry-on. Yeah. So I had a lot of bagels and rolls and stuff and everything. And it's my first time doing a three-day carb load before a marathon too. So. Oh, so you had a lot yeah. of things you were managing. I Yes. And I was actually getting to the start line and my friends were walking me to like the security checkpoint and I was like chewing on like an energy bar or something. I was like, I'm so tired of chewing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it does take a lot of food to power a marathon. People do not it realize does. how much food it takes. It's a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I ended up like not, I barely ate out when I was in Berlin and before the marathon, not at all. Okay. So, so you brought, yeah. you brought the food with you. Um, was it because like you could get things like bagels here that had, that were gluten-free? Is that what you did? Yes. And I wasn't sure what would be available. And I did find a few products like at the grocery store and everything, but I wasn't completely sure I'd be able to. So just in case I brought stuff that I knew I could eat. That's smart. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, from from a MetPro perspective, we constantly are telling people to travel with their food because it's like, you know what you're going to have. And unless you know you're going to be able to get Instacart and you, or some or like a grocery store nearby that you can drive to, it's yeah. so much easier to take your snacks at the very least because then you have more control over what you're going to do. And when you're doing something like a marathon... And you have so much that you're trying to fuel for and you want to go into it feeling really good. I mean, I bet that had a lot to do with you being six seconds off your PR being that fueled. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because that was that was out of the 19 marathons I've done. That's the first time I've ever done that. And that's the first time I've ever come that close to my PR. So I was like, this actually works. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Eating is awesome. <laughs> Eating is awesome. <laughs> Yay, food. 
<laughs> but it's true. Like we do kind of in our society kind of teach ourselves sometimes that we shouldn't be eating. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, I feel like female athletes are the worst about it too. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I constantly get messages from people um, that, that like they know that I, I do met pro. So they'll ask me questions about like running and they think they're eating enough. And I'm like, no, no, no. like you are not <laughs> even close, like more food, more food, more food. And you don't yeah. have to go from like, a thousand calories to eighteen hundred overnight, but if you no. add in, because you will gain weight if you do that. But if you if you add it in slowly, you're not going to at all because you're Absolutely. burning it off so fast. Those miles you're putting on, they just Absolutely. gone. Yeah. It's just gone. And so when you were in going back to Berlin, did you get a chance to uh, go to the Peloton store while you were there? Yes, it was actually my friends. My friends hate me. I was like, this is on the, the schedule for this day. We are going to make sure before we go on our boat tour, <laughs> swing by Pel- the Peloton store. So, yeah, we did. Got my shirt. Yay! So. Yeah, you can't go all the way to Berlin and for not sure. go to the Peloton Berlin no. store. Yeah, you can't Absolutely do that. Not. Were there I a lot of people there? The, well, we were there right when they opened. So um, I was the first person in there and. I was like, where's your city stuff? So they showed me all that. And I was like, do I get the sweatshirt? Do I get the t-shirt? Do I just get it all? Um, <laughs> Did you have room in your suitcase for all? Uh, right. I ended up just getting this, the t-shirt because all my friends were like, you have to pack still. And we have to but go see, to That's the plan. Still. You brought the food, right? So you bring the Correct. food. You eat the food. And, eat eat the food, food. and it creates yes. room for the things to bring home. And he wonders yes. why I spend money. See? <laughs> I've never wondered. Like that's never been the wonder about the money spending. Just for the record. <laughs> Whatever, Tom. <laughs> now, do they do they speak English in in the store? I it's, I figured yes. that they did. I feel like that's kind of like almost a dumb question, but I don't know how much yeah. in Germany people speak English. I feel like they they there's a lot of people that speak English in Germany. Yes, actually, I tried to prepare because I wasn't sure, and I tried to use Duolingo, but I learned sentences like my husband's a duck. And I was like, well, I'm not going to use that in conversation ever. Yeah, so, but is um, your husband a duck? Is that accurate? No. Or? Okay. <laughs> it's not a I'm duck. not judging. I just, just wanted was, to know. Now I was curious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe this explains everything, right? Well, we He's don't even f- we don't even know that she's actually married. Like she was saying. I, I am not. Like, I am not married. Because oh, she said God. she lived with her. Because she was saying that like as an example. And then she was later. You Later you said you live with your roommate. Tom does not always catch on. No, I caught that. But now I was like, I don't know what sort of lifestyle. I don't want to ask a bunch of rude questions, so I was just just letting it slide. Well, I wasn't letting it slide. Well, this explains on two levels why your husband's not your favorite person. One, because he's not a person, he's a duck. I don't have one yet. And two, he doesn't exist. So... It's all been he's clarified. an imaginary duck. I so been, much. He's yes. an imaginary duck. Yes. <laughs> now I get it. Oh my gosh, aren't you glad you did this, Karen? Oh my gosh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> she was well, apparently she's a longtime listener, so she knew what she was getting into. That's true. Some That's of these true. people I feel bad for because they don't she's know. Not one of them. No, I don't no. know. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you don't get roasted by Tom. Did it even happen? <laughs> it has to happen. It has to happen. um that's really cool though uh and and you said that they even had like um they were like had a a thing in the studio that they were doing yeah the um the munich store actually which also was on my schedule i have to go to peloton munich 
So when we went to Munich after the marathon um, to go to Oktoberfest, I was like, we have to go to Peloton Munich. And all my friends were like, oh, my God, okay. So, <laughs> Enough with the Peloton. We there, right. <laughs> we went in there and they were like, oh, we have this thing tonight where we're going to live stream Eric's Oktoberfest rides. Oh, and they're cool. like, you should come and ride in the store. And, you know, we're going to do a costume contest. So um, I was not able to go because we had plans to go to Hofbrough House that night. So I was like. I want to go. Yeah. And of course, my friends were, one of my friends was like, well, if Eric was going to actually be in the store, uh-huh. like, oh my God. <laughs> then <laughs> I'd make an exception. Suddenly going to the Peloton stores back in play. <laughs> You're not getting mocked. Totally. <laughs> you couldn't make that happen, though. You couldn't be like, no. Eric, just come over to just Germany. Come over of, to yeah. Germany. Mm. I wish I had that kind of pull, but I don't. How far away is um, Berlin to Munich? Like, are we talking like an um, hour, two hours? Like- it was about a four hour train rides. So. Oh, okay. That's a long time. Yeah. Actually. It's a pretty I, long. I have time. no concept of how large Germany is sure. or how far cities are apart. It's, um, when I think of England, everything is 20 minutes outside of London. Right. Like that's, is that the yeah. same with Germany? Tom, is that how you feel about Germany? Yes. Everything yeah. is 20 minutes outside of London. <laughs> I know you can like ride the train from, from Germany to, to London. And so in my yeah. mind, it can't be that far. Right. But I'd have no idea. So I don't know. I went to Austria, but Wow. That was that was about venturing out of Germany. That was about all I did while I was on that trip. So I bet like that was little, cool, though. Like a little Von Trump. It was. Yeah. I went up, up, up to an up on an Alp. I was wondering if you got to see the Alps. Oh, that's so I cool. Did. You saw yeah, an Alp. I took, I took a cable car for like 99.8% of it, but then I walked the rest of it to the top very nice so. very nice <laughs> that's a lot though once the air starts to get thin it is we did I that mean, in the smoky no mountains which are no alps I, well, we did that in the rockies <laughs> we did that in the Rockies. no we've never been to the rocky mountains together honey that's colorado and we right. did go to colorado we, together we yeah to honey so. we no, definitely did smoky mountains remember yeah, we, we, we drove to the top and then walked the last little bit but we also did that on the train ride in colorado oh yeah. the train thing yeah 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 <laughs> In Durango. Is Durango the Rockies? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I'm not Colorado. good with geography. For any British listeners that are mad when I think about the geography of, of, of England. He does in America too. I don't know American geography either. So like, don't feel singled out. Honestly, I thought Colorado was 20 minutes outside of London. So I don't know, man. I just get in the car and do what Google tells me. Which is going to be tough if you're going to London. (laughs) It'll tell me what it tells me. Right, exactly. Um, (laughs) So do you have another running journey planned? I assume you want to get to these other majors. I do. Like, I'm hoping to get into the London Marathon on the lottery, which is Monday. Monday, so... Um, if not, I might try to do it through a charity. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, do you have to that. raise a, like I know for the New York City Marathon, it's like I mean, it's a pretty good chunk of change you got to raise. It's yeah. not small. Is it is it even bigger for London or is it like the same I, ballpark? I want to say what I saw was about $5,000. That's about so. the same. It's about the same. It's I think not some like Boston Marathon levels. Boston Marathon can be like ten thousand and up. Oh, so. I thought it was. Well, oh, that, but Boston, you got to qualify like the yeah. times. Oh, but sorry. now the dollar is so strong compared to the euro. <laughs> like that's gonna. It's gonna help you out, right? I don't know. I don't think that's. Seems thing. like it would work. If only that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> it's met. They got. They got all that metric money over there. So your so your plan is twenty twenty three to do London. To do London 2024, hopefully to do Tokyo. Tokyo. And oh, you're hoping by 2024 there'll be, year, a, so. there'll be a Tokyo Peloton store. 
Oh, that would be, be nice. That would <laughs> then be I could so go cool. to that one and drive my friends crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you get to go to London, I'm sure you're going to do that too. Oh, I've already said we have to go to Peloton Studios London. We have to do classes. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't go all the way to London and not go to For Peloton sure. Studios no. London. No. I mean, have all the instructors to. are going to be, you got to go. You got to go. Besides, go. Peloton Studios London is like Peloton Studio New York was three years ago. Like it's, it's so yeah. much quainter. <laughs> I mean, you, yes. you gotta go while you can exactly <laughs> I mean, even next year it may not be like that so who knows yeah wow well that'll be very exciting i hope you get in i hope you get in that'll be thank awesome. you i do too yeah those lotteries stress me out man it's like yeah they're they're insane like i got lucky with my first chicago marathon that it hadn't gone to lottery yet so. oh wow did I entered as a new marathoner and I just got in. It was fine. Wow. That like yeah. never happens. Yeah. And what then if, the next year they went to lottery. What about um, London? Do you have like a, a cutoff time or is it like anybody can go? Um, if you live in the UK, you can actually qualify for it. But if you live outside of the UK, you can't. You actually have to do it through an international ballot for the lottery. Interesting. That's I, yeah. that makes sense. I it suppose. does. Like, yeah. yeah. Like the locals yeah. do. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a preferred instructor? Bradley Rose. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. She was that on was, it. wasn't even hesitation. <laughs> we didn't hear any of that. Well, you know, I love them all. Right. No. She's, she's like, like Bradley the rest Rose. of them can go to hell. Yeah. It's Bradley Rose. <laughs> <laughs> they can all die in a fire as long as I got Bradley Rose. As long as Bradley is safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> now okay so that's for the cycling do you ever do like outdoor classes and do you have like I tread do, instructors I do you take love? a lot of the runs like either on my treadmill at work or outside i'll do like the treadmill runs and just ignore the instructions but usually that's with bex or Susie. yeah so. yes yes oh my god they're amazing right yes love them ah, both of them are so fantastic um Okay, so, and what about, like, do you ever do strength? Do you ever do, like, all the other Pilates and all that other kind of stuff? I haven't gotten into Pilates. I have gotten into, like, the hardcore workouts. I've been doing more strength training. I've especially gotten into, like, the core workouts. I've pretty much done every 20-minute, every 15-minute one. Wow. I'm working on the 10-minute ones. So That's um, a lot of core. It's a lot of core, but it's actually really good for runners to have that strong core. So Amen. Sure. Especially since I tend to have hip issues, so it's been really good to do that. So That's I just fun. thought you were trying to see, like, can you sprain your core? <laughs> I mean, I, I sprained my hand the other day trying to open a jar of garlic. No, so. you didn't. I did. I did. So it's so important to eat fresh and local. That's why they tell you that. <laughs> it's not just about supporting the local communities about preventing sprains from yeah. the jars you gotta yeah. you gotta yep yeah at least i don't need my hand to go running that's so. true that's true i did i did warn my coach when i hired her i was like i injure myself in stupid ways <laughs> just be aware <laughs> i will surprise and delight you with the ways that i can exactly. find to hurt myself <laughs> i have a garlic based injury right now that's right <laughs> not yeah. many people can say that she's like are you a no. vampire what is happening <laughs> <laughs> so um i see all of your beautiful medals behind you are those all from marathons are those 5ks in there too most of those most of those are from half marathons and most of them are from kentucky those are my local ones okay. i do have some of my more important ones like this one's berlin oh, and very nice 
Boston, New York, and Chicago. So oh, that makes sense. Ones there. Yeah. 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 That's neat. Someday, maybe I'll have a whole wall full. I don't know. We'll just see. buy them on eBay. Just buy them on eBay. Yeah. Just, I mean, they do sell them on there. Yeah. But I don't want to do it that just way. Find the estate I want to earn them. Oh, it's, <laughs> find that's the cheating. Est- it's cheating. Find an estate sale, an estate sale for an elderly runner. No. I want to do it the right way. I got to do, I got to do the actual look, work. Look, it's the 1904 Olympics. <laughs> I, I got bronze. I got bronze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So have you, have you ever made it to any of the, like the New York studio? No, I've been outside of it. I was there in March for the New York half marathon Very and nice. I got to stand outside of it and pose and the security guard was really nice and moved out of the way <laughs> i was like i'm sure this happens all day and uh, yeah they're like yeah. <laughs> yeah i have no doubt i mean we see the picture so yeah, yeah. we know <laughs> it's always it's always tough when you're like stalking the instructors though and you yeah. just kind of stand there and wait for them that gets awkward yeah. it's like just a little bit yeah. i'm just standing waiting yeah <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> oh, is this where they come in and out? I didn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> I didn't know Bradley Rose oh, would be yeah. here between 10, 15 and 10, 17. <laughs> well, she's not been to London. Give her time. Yeah, I mean, she's got it mapped out. I got no doubt. Got it totally planned out. Yes. I, right. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. When it's your favorite, you go, you jump through all the hoops, all of them. Oh, yeah. The next time we see your medal is going to be, here's my medal from Berlin in New York. Here's Here's my restraining order from the United <laughs> Kingdom. Those are fun. Most people only get American ones. Now, now, why is Bradley Rose your favorite? What, what's? I have loved him from his day one. Okay, from his day one, and I didn't even take his ride first. My roommate actually did, oh. and um, I just listened to it. I was like, "Who is this guy? He's fantastic!" So he's very cheeky. Classes, he's very he cheeky. Is. His classes always make me laugh. Um, when I was having a really rough time in my training, um, last year, um, I took like a bunch of his rides and he always put me in a better mood. So I was, I mean, from his day one, he was just the perfect match. And he reminds me of the 10th doctor from Dr. Who. Yes. <laughs> David Tennant, right? Yes. That's yes. yes. He yes. said the he, same thing from day one. From day one. Yeah. I'm like, this dude is yes. David Tennant. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think he's okay with being compared to David Tennant. If it's Dr. Who, not if it's, uh, what was it? Jessica, I'm blanking on the, the Marvel show where he was the bad guy. Oh, oh, um, oh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The dark one. It's yeah. like a dark show. I can't yeah. remember the name of it. But yeah. Yeah, probably that would be. Yeah. I can't imagine him ever acting like that, though, because like he is so like silly. Yeah. He loves yeah. to be silly. But like I've watched his Hallmark movie. I did that. <laughs> Are you going to watch it? Yep. I mean, it's it's October. Do you have plans to watch it again in December? It has now made the rotation. Okay. <laughs> She's so. like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have your like favorite. the Christmas movie rotation. So that one is now in it. My friends also don't like me for that. Now tell us the name of it again. Do you remember the name of it? Um, I put you on the spot. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't remember. (laughs) It'll come to me when I'm not thinking about it. Sure. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it. I feel that so much. (laughs) So, uh, do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? Um, I would say hide the leaderboard. That was one thing that really helped me. I mm-hmm. would get into the class. I would high five the people I know and hide the leaderboard and just do my thing and not worry about my place. Yeah. I would also say don't sleep on the stretching and the foam rolling classes. 
That is great advice. Yeah, absolutely. Really great yeah. advice. For sure. How many miles a week do you run? Um, usually I'm in like the high forties. That's a lot. So, I mean, I, it's a lot. It's, it's less than a lot of people, but since I'm so accident prone, my coach <laughs> makes sure that she keeps my mileage lower and it works for me. Yeah. So, and um, that's the secret, right? Finding what works for you. It is yeah. finding what works. Everyone's different. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. Before we let Thanks you go, for remind, me. remind everybody where they can find you in all the places. Um, on Instagram, I am the Sealy Athlete. On Twitter, I am Captain Keeks. And on Facebook, I am Karen Brady. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Clip Out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running. 